0: No, 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 no! I'm overdue. I'm really in a stew. No time to say goodbye. Hello! I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. My, what a peculiar place to have a party. You know, Dino, we really shouldn't uh, be doing this. After all, we haven't been invited,
1: and curiosity often leads to trouble.
0: stone vet i hit the ground running when i'm invading your country it's still with honor and discipline throw my guns like onyx, dressed in camo with ammo for every situation i handle they got us marching this- what's up guys it's rng here from the stone vet usmc i'm super excited to be here with you guys this week man like i can tell you guys on every week it's an amazing journey that i get to have with you guys shooting this podcast right go figure I'm at where I'm at after two years of doing this craziness, man. And you know, I give it up to my wife because it's because of her that I decided to jump on a microphone. And look at this microphone, dude. You can't beat that. That's a that's awesome. a sure M7 microphone, dude. You cannot beat this microphone, dude. This is one of my awards for winning the Veteran Podcast awards. what? Right? And I can't win these awards without you guys, man. If you guys are watching over on YouTube, man, if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, iHeartRadio, however you listen to this podcast, man, you guys are missing out on great episodes. I put a lot of work into my episodes, and guess what? I don't pay somebody to edit my videos. I edit all my videos, and I put a lot of work into it. So if you're watching over there on YouTube, remember, don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and share button, man. Share this content, man. That's the only way we're going to get bigger than Joe Rogan. The only way, man. But you guys can see these beautiful awards, right? I got to turn my award on. I forgot to turn my award on. I got these beautiful awards here, right? I got this beautiful crystal award here. Chronic Palooza, 2022, Top Podcast Award. VPA, Veteran Podcast Awards, 2021, Veteran One, right? You guys see it. I got it all right here, right? You see that winner? Winner, Top Marine Corps Podcast, man. Veteran Podcast Awards is upon us again this year, man. Voting just opened up August 8th and goes until September 18th. If you're listening in man get over there and vote you, i have it in the description box however you listen to the show it's in the description box. i got a hyperlink all you gotta do is click that hyperlink it's gonna send you straight over it's gonna send you straight over to vote for the best top marine corps podcast there's two categories that i saw was overall podcast and marine marine corps podcast they had they have all the branches but the marine corps is the best branch we all know the marine corps is the best branch my my guest this, this this evening will be able to tell you all about it. This afternoon, she'll be able to tell you all about the best branches, right? But if you guys are watching, like I said, you watch on YouTube, you see that right there, right? You got my cool logo that's nice and shiny, created by by none other than the founder of Broken Jarhead, Shane. He created that logo for me, a nice and shiny logo to catch your eyes. Underneath it is him, Veteran Podcast Awards. He created the Veteran Podcast Awards because he felt as though Marine, Marine podcaster or military veteran podcasters don't have an award show and we should have one, right? And of course, Chronic Palooza, right? You guys see that? So I'm doing it, I'm doing it right. And nobody's being able to bring you the content that I'm giving you on a regular basis, man. I got plenty of guests. I've had a uh, Maddie. I don't know if you guys know Maddie. Maddie's a great friend of mine. He's a, he's a good friend of mine, he's a brother. He's another brother in arms and he's always sending me great podcasts to listen to, right? And I'll get listened to and I'll get into them. And then I look and I'm like, These guys haven't created content in a year, haven't created content in two years. You know, they stopped creating content. They made like 50 episodes and they quit making content, man. I'm sitting at like over 140 episodes right now, right? You guys already know y'all along my journey. The first year was bringing veterans on to help enlighten us to figure out what do I do after serving my country? Like, that's one of the biggest struggles we have is like, what do we do after we serve our country? Sergeant G ain't telling me what to do, when to do it, how to do it. He's not telling me the uniform of the day. He ain't telling me when I can go to lunch. He ain't telling me nothing no more. Sergeant G ain't doing that no more i gotta figure out how to do it right so that you guys remember all those amazing veterans that started their own small business to try to make it after serving our country and then this year you guys know my passion this year is fighting for federal legalization of cannabis right i just read an article today there's a a marine combat veteran that works in florida he works for the corrections department in the state of florida where medical cannabis is legal and they fired him for using medical cannabis he's a medical patient so similar here in oklahoma we have we have we're medical state and i believe state employees are able to use right i'm not i don't i'm not i have to get more dig more into it but i believe state employees are able to use it except like the police and the firefighters for whatever reason but that's another battle that we're dealing with like tony landry out of louisiana he's fighting that battle for for the for our, our our local police and firefighters as well you know but i mean it's been crazy so you guys understand my passion right look you see it you guys see it right right there freedom for cannabis it's a plant so it's, it's green it grows outside like trees it's a plant it's a it's a weed, <laughs> you know. It's a weed, man. So, but uh you know, you know me, guys. You know my 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 wonderful passion for this amazing plant, man. I want to give you a huge shout out to my sponsor Rafa One Eighty. Rafa One Eighty provides you the best medicinal grade CBD on the market, hands down. Like I tell you guys every episode, you guys catch my Wednesday episodes. You guys catch my Friday episodes. I'm trying to figure out Thursday we have some deals some, some 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 issues with the with our with our platforms to be able to to broadcast live but maybe it's just me I don't know but like I tell you guys Rafa 180 provides you the best medicinal grade THC free CBD on the market so if you are in a state or you do hold a position where you cannot pop hot on a UA go check out Rafa 180 because like I tell you guys every week man If you don't believe you have an endocannabinoid system, go to NIH.gov, NovemberIndiaHotel.gov. It tells you the endocannabinoid system and how you have to replenish it, how you go about replenishing it. You have to replenish your endocannabinoid system because it does a lot for your body and you guys won't even realize it, but this is a government website telling you why the endocannabinoid system plays such a key role in living a good life, man. So the only way to replenish it is by cannabinoids. Cannabidiol, cannabis right endocannabinoid <laughs> so go check out rafa one acom that's romeo alpha papa hotel alpha 180.com to get all your medicinal grade cbd needs when you check out with the stone vet usmc you get 15 percent off your entire purchase spend 75 or more you get free priority shipping to your front door like two days max dude it's like amazon dude in two days max be on your front door and you'll be able to start medicating using plant-based medicine man I'm super excited today Uh, I'm super excited today guys I am able to bring on a system I don't know if I should tell what branch what's going on Brittany how you doing today
1: hey everyone hi Juan thank you so much for having me on Um, I'm really excited to be here so thank you
0: no, absolutely. I'm super excited to be here. So I'm bringing on a Chair Force veteran, guys. You guys know me in the Chair Force. I work for the Chair Force. And the, I'm going to tell you, hands down, as of what I know, the worst branch to work for. Hands down. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. To say, i don't know i think you guys think you're too smart for everybody you guys make everything so difficult for everybody else right but i don't know man i i'm super excited so so my brothers trey and jose they, they it was it was funny right it, it was funny jose and trey you guys have seen them. i've had them on a couple of episodes previous to, to britney and um it's funny because they went to a, a a conference over at the oklahoma gop here here in the city and they, they, the first thing they did as soon as the conference was over, both of them messaging me, dude, you have got to get this girl on your show. Like, she is an Air Force veteran and she knows what the hell she's talking about. She is doing things for the veteran community and understanding plant based medicines and how it helps. Dude, you have got, and this was freaking months ago. Like, this girl's hard to get a hold of, dude. This girl, you should see. She showed me her calendar, her book. She showed me a whole freaking calendar was full of. I was like, God, you are a busy girl. So I'm super excited you're able to carve a day out to be able to come out and hang out with the Stone Vet today, Brittany.
1: I'm super excited to be here. Thank you, and I'm glad we finally made it happen. We have been talking for a while, so finally.
0: Oh, yeah, for months. I mean, we've been talking for what, probably like three, four months, trying to get this. I mean, with the move, school and everything else, yeah. right? It's been, it's been crazy, you know? And so I'm super excited. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your journey serving our country?
1: I will. So again, my name is Brittany. Um, I was in the great United States Air Force, <laughs> best branch, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Definitely didn't spend much time in a chair, that's for sure. Um, I joined back in 2008. Um, I became a jet engine mechanic, so aerospace propulsionist on um, the KC-135s, also known as the Refuelers. So those were my babies. Um, worked on the flight line in Okinawa, at Kadena air base for a while. And I loved being in the air force. So I felt a sense of camaraderie and purpose and fulfillment and um, really loved it um later on in my career I joined the reserves and became a med tech medic and then later got out to become a registered nurse so I am a registered nurse um but I guess part of what led me down the journey of utilizing cannabis or plant medicine I should say is um something that happened to me in the the service so I had a wonderful um career um but my first night in Okinawa Um, Was my birthday, and um, I got there. I was in New Haven, C, and flew in. And uh, my supervisor picked me up from the airport. and you know, got me settled in my dorm. And then we went out. Uh, I don't know a lot of you who've been to Okinawa had gate one street. Um, was it gate one? Gate one? Gate, no, gate two. Gate two. Gate two street. Gate two. Yeah. Cause now it's gate one. That's fun, but gate two street. So, um, and came back on base and um, yeah, I had a little too much to drink and um, some people have, but um, I, um, ended up getting sexually assaulted by my supervisor. My first night, my first, meeting. no,
0: not you, not that air, not a female freaking veteran getting freaking I sexually assaulted, man. I've, you guys know, you guys listening on the show, you, I've had a few, I've had, I've had quite a few guests on my show and females, right? Females. And I didn't realize how how much mst is how much mst happens serving your country like i've never like for me i was an engineer so i never i i had i had one female that i worked with in okinawa but she what i wouldn't even really call her female like she was like a dude like she she put dips in she redhead real skinny just she looked like a dude like she you know she looked like a dude and um you know and i never messed with female i didn't meet i didn't actually work with females until i got to my second duty station in new river north carolina and all they did was work in the office they, never, they were they were there are mechanics like me but they just worked in the office and i was like oh because they're females they get to work in the office and i get to sweat my ass off outside you know but i never realized you know and i talked to my wife about it. i said i never realized how many how many of you females how many how many women get sexually assaulted you know and i i'm I'm, i guess it's a it's a it's huge you know i mean and it sucks for you guys because you're like why because i'm pretty you're gonna come to sexually assault me or whatever the case may be you know
1: unfortunately it is pretty prevalent um i have two people um don't want to mention who they are because i'm on a podcast but that that followed joining the military after me that were females and um, they both had a similar experience. So unfortunately, it is pretty prevalent and common. Um, a lot of it goes unreported. And, mm-hmm. um, and now I understand why, because at the time right. that mine happened, I actually did not want to report it. I was, you know, a new airman there. The last thing I wanted following me to right, my first right, right. duty station, especially as a female in a maintenance And you don't unit. want to be
0: classified as that, right? You get to your next that duty girl. station, whatever happens, right. yeah, that girl, you know, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. So I actually remained silent about it for a very long time and just kind of coped on it on my my own. Um, and then it was one day, you know, um, he, he had ended up being a little bit hard on me at work and whatnot. And I was kind of pushing back because of, you know, this toxic relationship that we had. And, um, he got upset with me and kind of punished me with a, a, an undoable amount of work. And so I went into the bathroom and it was the middle of the night. I was on um, night shift and I, went in and I slammed the door and I just kind of went off. And uh, we had a staff sergeant female that was in the bathroom at the time. And she's like, Whoa, what's going on? And I just kind of let it all fall out of my mouth. You know, this happened, you know, he thinks he can this, and then order me to that, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I just let it rip. And you know, she consoled me and, and went off. But a few days later, I got called into our um, captain's office and he had mentioned that it had been brought to his attention. And um, in the military, if you self kind of report um, a military sexual trauma, you can choose whether it's opened up to be an investigation or if it's like completely silent And, um, you lose that right when it's reported by somebody else. So because I hadn't (laughs) self-reported and it had been reported by somebody else, we were now going to do it the way that I had been avoiding for so long. So, um, I opened up this huge investigation and, uh, with OSI and, you know, being, um, interviewed all the time, you know, my supervisor being interviewed all of our, um, our coworkers being interviewed, our supervisors, anybody who knew us, people in the dorms, just, it went all over. So everybody ended up knowing what was going on. And um, I'd say that the actual investigation became more traumatic than the actual event itself, Um, just because there was no privacy and the way that it it happens, a lot of females, I think that can tell you is it kind of feels like you're being, um, you know, um, what's the word? interrogated right and so yeah so it it was really hard eventually it ended up being his word against mine and um you know we parted different units went separate ways and that kind of thing um I didn't realize and the reason why I bring up the story is um because I didn't realize that you know, you could develop PTSD for something like that. Um, usually, you think about PTSD being, you know, you go to war, or you see these horrible things, or you know, you watch.
0: No, absolutely, so. and I, that's one of the biggest things. That's what I try—that's one thing when I when I first started my podcast. One of the biggest things I try to explain to to the audience that is listening in that PTSD isn't about deploying. It's not about being deployed. I said when you when you graduate boot camp that's ptsd dude like i mean you got put through a lot of crap like i mean you weren't you weren't assaulted or whatever but i mean you were i mean it puts you through a lot of crap right ptsd i mean it's just it's traumatic right it it, it is post-traumatic right and um that's what i try to tell a lot of people you know and when i meet when i meet veterans they're like well i didn't do nothing while i was in i said well you're blessed like i mean you, you are honestly blessed that you didn't have to deploy or you didn't have to deal with a lot of the stupid crap you know i said it's a blessing you should look at it like that you know well you know i should know it's cool dude i mean if you didn't that's fine dude that's cool you didn't deploy that's i mean shit. i wish i would have had that wonderful opportunity because i wouldn't be as screwed up as i am today if i had not deployed you know because my wife will tell you after my first deployment back in 03 for the invasion i was She, you came back she like you were not the same dude like when you left and i was like it sucks you know and it, it's it's psychological right that's a psychological thing and like you're saying i mean that's PTSD, like for what you what you encountered while you were serving. I mean, it sucks. Like, and you st- and I'm sure you still live with it on a daily basis. You know, it's one of those things. Some days are a lot harder than others, right?
1: So yeah, so it was it used to be a lot harder, and that's kind of what set me off on my journey with plant medicine. So, um, following all of that, I was diagnosed with like ADHD, anxiety, depression, PTSD, and all the things. Um, I was then placed on a plethora of pharmaceutical medications, antidepressants, um, anti-anxiety, medications, Xanax, Adderall, you know, all the things. And I kind of found myself in a downward spiral for a while. Um, I would wake up in the morning, I would take my Adderall so I could get going, (laughs) focus, do things, you know, get out of bed. And then, um, you know, along with the antidepressants, and then the evening, I would take my Xanax, you know, to try to come down off the Adderall or beat the (laughs) daily panic attacks, especially panic attacks that I'd have in the evening because of what had happened, right? So, and then, you know, sometimes the Xanax wasn't enough. So then I'd reach for a couple beers to really try to like, drop me down and get some rest then I'd wake up in the morning, feeling like shit, naturally, and take an Adderall to wake up and start all over again. Right? right? And this, this was, was all while you were
0: serving. All all these pills were while This was serving? after.
1: This was after. Once oh, oh, ser- okay. I got I, out, I like a lot. Yeah, okay. You know, you go to finally get your help once you get out and mm. find out all the things that are wrong, and kind of you know, um, go through the VA system, doing you know, doing the best that they can, you know, and and but just found myself <laughs> in in the spiral. And I was getting burnt out. Like I realized I can't like live my life this way. I have children. I like have a life. I have a lot to be grateful for, right? Like I'm a nurse. I have all these wonderful things. I'm and a life that anybody would be grateful for, but I was just having panic attacks. I was depressed. I was, you know, living in these behavioral cycles and and just i had heard of um a plant medicine known as ayahuasca um i don't know if um a lot of you have heard of it oh so no maybe- a lot
0: of you guys know you i know i had trey on here i've had trey on here i've had the, the mindful marine chris shrivers on here and they talk about their journey using ayahuasca and i was like that sounds too intense dude like that is i mean but it is it's all plant-based medicine guys this is one of the thing <laughs> i tell you guys you guys know me plant-based medicine has been around for thousands of years dude like I I mean, how do you think the how do you think our ancestors did it? They didn't just go to the pharmacy. They didn't go talk to a doctor to get on a muscle relaxer. They used plants to help treat spasms and aches and pains. Right. And so you 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 had your own journey, right? You went and, and did your own. You went to Peru, right, and did your own journey with ayahuasca. Correct.
1: Yeah. So I was like, okay, someone's got to give because yeah, it sounded like a really hard experience. I watched videos, saw people throwing up and having diarrhea <laughs> on the documentaries. And I was like, this sounds horrible, but I heard the testimonials of people afterwards. And so I was like, okay, if I have to go face all my shit, all my demons, all my stuff for six, seven hours and come out the other side, like somewhat cleaned up, I'm in. So I booked a trip to Peru, went down to Peru to the Amazon by myself it was a reputable on um, retreat just putting this out there for anybody whoever is interested in utilizing ayahuasca to make sure that you are using a reputable place um you want to be well taken care of and know that your medicine's good and that whoever's taking care of you is good so just definitely right. um, be smart about it don't just book a place because it's cheaper but anyways went down there and like had four ceremonies and, um, my life has been forever, ever, ever changed. I, um, haven't had to take any, any pharmaceutical since, um, I did, was completely done with Adderall, um, antidepressants, Xanax, um, quit drinking. Um, except, you know, when I go out and want to have like a, a beer or something, you know? Yeah, 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 Um, so changed my life around. So then I became, um, aware that plant medicine was a thing and could help people. So came back to the States and decided because I was a nurse, you know, I wanted to get into somehow helping people and wanted to get into psychedelic assisted therapy. Uh, at the time I applied for school at the time I almost made it, didn't get quite in. So I just kind of set on this journey of preparing myself to help others with plant medicine. And as a lot of people know, um, we're like in phase three trials right now with MDMA and they've got trials going with psilocybin that are 80% successful on uh, depression, anxiety, PTSD, addiction, just these amazing, amazing uh, results with these plant medicines with no follow-on medication. So somebody can do therapy work, go sit with a therapist and have a journey experience, come out of it, do some more therapy work and integration, and not have to take any medications. And um, many of them report it's one of the most profound experiences of their entire life up there with having a child or the death of a parent or a wedding. So people are having really profound experiences on these medicines. So anyways, I set out on this journey. wanted to do this. Uh, finally got into psychedelic assisted therapy school this past year. And, um, right prior before doing that, one of the things I was doing to prepare is I had found, um, the school called medicinal mindfulness in Colorado. And I found this amazing book. I'm going to show it for the people who are watching YouTube. It's called, um, psychedelic cannabis, breaking the gates by Daniel McQueen. Uh, um, and read the, uh, got enrolled in his program, and it taught people how to use some of the same protocol for psychedelic assisted therapy, but utilizing cannabis. And I was reading some of the testimonials and listening to some of the stories, and people were, were reporting um, that they had cannabis journeys that were just as profound as their DMT experiences, or their ayahuasca experiences, or their psilocybin. Yeah. And I was like, cannabis. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I, cannabis, I hadn't really I hadn't smoked cannabis since like I was younger, you know, like high school, right? Like high school, right? like no, no yeah, right. Right, like, right, right. So like, really? So, but I kind of followed my intuition on it. I was like, this this sounds like something I need to do, and it sounds like it's down the path of preparing me for psychedelic assisted therapy. So I enrolled in the training and went through the training, and um I had my first cannabis psychedelic experience within Get that training program and serious and my mind was blown i could not believe that you know this one thing that you know we you know some kind of times can smoke to mm. relax or do as medicine and all these things it's beautiful beautiful for so many reasons it's such a multifaceted plant um that you could actually have a psychedelic journey on one oh man. Uh, on it <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, it's, it does, it's, it's not just sitting down and, you know, just smoking. Some people will report though, that they've had experiences where they sit down and roll themselves a blunt and they have a bit too much and they have some kind of like psychoactive type experience (laughs) where they're kind of like, that went really deep and I went deep in my head or deep in my body. Mm -hmm. So this is like, um, purposely, you know, we, we mix different, strains and terpenes and a little bit of breath work into it in a certain experience um but yeah it's just as profound I have found um and I don't have to travel to Peru right. you know spend a bunch of money on round-trip airfare and right. um which I love and I will do again um but I, I do believe that different plants are hold different medicines for different ailments so
0: no absolutely absolutely and I, I, that's one thing you know that's what I. Try, that's one thing i try to tell I, tell my audience right you guys that are listening in you guys know me is it scary to try to try something new right yeah it's scary you know it's like she said she was on a cocktail like many of you guys many guys that are listening in on the show you guys are on the same cocktail right taking between 10 to 30 pills a day to try to live a somewhat normal normal life right that's one of the biggest struggles we have right like me myself right now i've I've gotten to the point now where i'm I'm actually taking an antidepressant and i and a mood stabilizer right now like it, it, it it me not being on cannabis has affected my relationship my relationship with my spouse and my children and it sucks right because they were able to see how effective cannabis was for me with my demons that i deal with right we all have our demons that we deal with we have demons that we that we're under attack on a daily basis. You guys know that I'm, I, I am spiritual, that I have I have my relationship with Christ and stuff like that. Right. I'm not I'm not the, I'm not a perfect Christian by any means. Right. But I have my relationship with Christ, you know, and I know when I'm wrong. You know, I know when I'm wrong and it sucks. And I, you know, and I, that's the, some of the demons that I deal with, right, are all my actions that I've 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 pursued. Right. And this is one of the things that I tell you guys about. Is it scary to try something new like plant-based medicine? Yeah, because what? You don't know nothing about it, right? And if you guys are catching my Wednesday episodes, I'm helping educate a little bit to you guys, right? I'm gathering this information. I'm getting all this information offline. That's where I'm gathering my information. I'm getting it offline, right? I'm I'm breaking down the terpene profiles for you guys so you guys have an understanding of how the terpenes work and how you're already using the terpenes on a daily basis when you're eating or when you're cleaning or whatever it is, you are already using, you are already consuming these terpenes, right? And I'm hoping that by you consuming these terpenes and I'm talking to you guys about it, you guys are like, huh, I do feel like that today. I never thought about it, but I am a little bit not inflamed. I'm a little bit lighthearted. I'm a little, you know, to think about it and be like, I am already using these terpenes on a daily basis, like limonene You guys use limonene on a daily basis, whether it's cooking, whether it's freaking snacks, whether it's cleaning. I mean, you guys, you how many of you guys use diffusers, right? I guarantee 90% of you guys listen to the show. If you don't use one, your spouse is using one, your girlfriend using one, your boyfriend, somebody using a diffuser, right? Everybody loves diffusers. Brittany can tell you, everybody loves diffusers, right? Because of the essential oil, what's in the essential oil? Terpenes. Terpenes are in the essential oil. That's how. That's what. That's what stabilizes the area. That's what stabilizes the room. The 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 aura of the room, right? Lavenders and eucalyptus and limonene and all these other scents, right? That we like, you know, like sandalwood and all these. They have terpenes in it, right? But this is what's great about th- these amazing people. Like I told you guys, dude. You guys know my network. I have a ton of people that I know right now. I got Brittany. Brittany's right up the street from me, dude. She's not far at all from me. And I already told her, I said, once my journey is done with this freaking probation stuff, I got seven. By the time you guys watch this, I have like 73 days or so left, right? It's almost over. And I already told her, I said, we're going to sit down and you're going to take me through this Breathworks Cannabis DMT type stuff right because i believe in it i believe it, it, it truly helps because even my wife right my wife is always telling me because i i use I, I i use shrooms you know what i'm saying I, i've used them before and um she she sends me reports she she reads scientific studies that are being done here in the u.s right i mean there's all kinds of universities at like stanford freaking Yale. all these people are doing studies right like on Hopkins
1: university
0: mm-hmm. yeah on top and yourself as well right doing studies right scientific research studies and she's like It's saying here, it's rewiring your brain, like it's going through, you know? I told her one time I I had a bad trip and I was like, never again. I don't even wanna touch it though, right? I still got a shelf full and I'm like, I don't even wanna mess with it, right? But I mean, it's like you said though, with with your ayahuasca journey, you're like, I've gotta do something. Do I spend the next six to seven hours facing it, face to face, or do I keep running from it for the rest of my life? And that's definitely something that we gotta think about, right?
1: Exactly. And there's so many factors that go into it. So like I hear people say, you know, they've had a bad trip or they're afraid of having a bad trip. And as I told you the Mm -hmm. other day, I don't believe in bad trips. I believe in difficult journeys. So in a journey space, so um, before we enter this space, we want to pay super close attention to our set and setting. So we're looking at mindset and setting. So our mindset going into this, why am I doing this? Am I doing this to party? Am I doing this to do some work? How am I feeling going into this? Is my life falling apart? Am I put together? You know That kind of Mm. part. And then you've got setting, right? So am I doing it at a concert with a bunch of people and I might start to feel like crowded or am I with the right people? Am I in a safe environment where someone can look out for me or somebody that can actually guide me if it comes to the point where I need some guidance? So we want to look out for setting and also support, right? The kind of support we have in that situation. So people that report bad trips usually... um, you know, and it could have maybe not had the best set or setting or may have had, a you know, a decent one, but maybe the support wasn't there. So we we do have difficult Mm -hmm. journeys sometimes. And the reason why, and I, I, you know, some of my best lessons have come from difficult journeys. Um, But when we're in that space, you know, we used to think that our minds were set, like once we, our mind developed and the neural pathways were set, they were just set. The scientists are proving there's a thing called neuroplasticity. And so we do have the ability to change our minds, literally. Mm -hmm. So what's happening in these psychedelic experiences, and um, the way I've heard it been told, and a lot of people tell it this way is like, If you've been skiing, you may envision like a ski slope. The more people that go down a ski slope, it kind of starts to carve a divot, right? You have this divot and that's just the ski slope. And say you want to get out of that little divot and you try to get out of it. You kind of lean to the right, but you kind of get sucked back into that divot that everybody's carved. And it's really hard to get out of. Well, that's kind of how our neural pathways are in our brain. We've carved a pathway. Mm -hmm. That's just how our mind runs on autopilot. Now what psychedelics do is they come in and they lay a fresh powder of snow. So now we don't have these carved divots or these pathways. And this is now an opportunity for us. You know, um, and this is where it gets really important because people think, um, oh, I'm going to take psilocybin or ayahuasca and I'm going to be good. It's not a one pill fix all. <laughs> I'd say no, that the, <laughs> it'd be nice. <laughs> um, yeah, <but> right? <laughs> I, <laughs> the psychedelic journey is maybe 10% of it. The rest of it is integration, right? We have to recarve those pathways. We have to choose what we want that yeah. path looks like. We want to go down that slope how we want it to look. And so right. it's integrating the lessons you've learned and and whatnot. So anyways, um, sometimes those difficult journeys happen because something comes up that's uncomfortable. It may be a feeling of anxiety or depression or like grief or any of, you know, anything. And it comes up. And the first thing we want to do is protect ourselves. We want to run from it. We want to distract ourselves. No, look about? At this. I don't want to look at this. And so <laughs> we try to run from it and then what's going to happen. Mm. It starts to scream louder at us because it right. really is trying to get our attention. So in those spaces, it's an opportunity to stop and listen Hey, okay, I hear this feeling of anxiety, where is it coming from and approaching it and see what's trying to come up to be healed in that space. And really working with it and, 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 you know, finding the lesson in the
0: journey. No, you're absolutely right. You know, like you said, like, 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 like you said, I mean, especially with all the um, how you said, it's, it's like putting that, that, that fresh powder of snow, right, that fresh powder of snow that goes down. Right. And that's one of the things I've done. I've, I've done the research and I've, I've looked at the research and it's like you said, like I tell you guys, like, I mean, in the Marine Corps, we already know the, the hardest freaking boot camp is Marine Corps boot camp. Right. Hands down. Right. And um, one of the things I try to tell people, I said, what they t- what they do in boot camp is that they break you down to make you feel like nothing. Right. And then they build you back up as the way they need you to serve this country to serve in this branch right so they cut that they cut those they cut those those nerve endings right emotional nerve endings that we that we had when we joined right they cut those off because what do they tell you you become emotionally connected you die right you become emotionally connected you die right and serving like i said i served for nine years right and there's a there, that, that journey alone, there was so much, right? There was so much we had to do. There was so much I had to do. There was so much of this, so much of that, right? And you cannot become emotionally connected, but then that bleeds into your relationships with your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your kids, your spouse, whatever, right? I've been out since 2009, guys. It's It's 2022 and I still have issues with being there emotionally for my spouse being there emotionally for my kids, right? I still have those issues, right? And it's like you said, it it, 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 was a, it was a bad journey that I went on, right? It was a bad journey that I went on, right? And that's one thing that when we were sitting down having lunch the other day is like, I was always told if you were ever going to do something like that, that you had to be in the right mindset, right? You have to be, like you were saying, you have to be in a good mindset to be like, why am I doing this? We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD. Their website, www. Am I doing this to help treat something or am I doing this just to have fun, right? Similar to cannabis, right? I got to tell people, is it okay to overindulge in cannabis? Yeah. I mean, everybody does it. Like, in, like if you drink, some of y'all overindulge in alcohol, and you wake up hungover the next day, and you're like, "I feel like crap." I overindulge in cannabis. I'm gonna wake up and be like, "Damn, that was a good night of sleep." Let's go do something, you know? <laughs> I'm gonna go. Let's go fishing. Let's go mow the yard. Let's go do something, right? Mm-hmm. But this is one of the things that I, that I try to tell my audience, right? I mean. It's, it's it's something you definitely got to do research on. You have to do research on this. You have to see can this work, right? I'm not telling you
1: guys to stop taking all your
0: pharmaceuticals. I mean, Brittany here, she's an RN, right? She, I think you're going, you're going for your doctorate as well. Is that correct?
1: I'm in my master's, not my doctorate, but master's,
0: not yet. No. <laughs> she's in her master's. She going, she's a she's a nurse getting her master's. She's she gonna be big time before you know it. She'll be calling me, hey, I'm going for my doctorate. I'm like, damn, fucking smart ass fucking people, dude. <laughs> but i mean this is one of the things that i'm telling you guys about and i i i can tell you right but this is why i love having guests on my show that can tell you about their journey right mm-hmm. like this is that just isn't a one-sided Sargon g type thing and g just wants to smoke weed sorry no i'm telling this is why i bring these amazing guests on my show to be able to sit down with you guys and tell you about these journeys that they've had about how this has helped them how this has helped them get off all those damn pills the VA shoves down our throat and say, hey, I'm taking my life back, right? You guys know we've been, we've, you guys fought in wars, right? 20 years you guys fought in wars, depending on however long you served. Hell, if you only did four years, you probably spent the fucking whole four years in Iraq and Afghanistan. Guaranteed, hands down. You know? Especially you army guys. You guys stay deployed forever, you know? So this is one of the things, right? This is one of the things that we talk about that we suffer from is a bunch of these these pills that we're taking. We're taking a crap ton of pills on a daily basis. And it's like Brittany tell you, she had her handful of pills that she had to take to live a normal life, right? Because of what she encountered while serving our country. A lot of things she had to deal with, right? And she, she had a, she had a lot of pills, you know? But now that she's actually sat down, right? And conducted her own research, how can this help me? How will this work? How, you know, and now she's actually working here, here in Oklahoma, you actually got your own research project going on. Is that right?
1: Correct. So, um, it is in the proposal process right now. Um, I'm a student at OU I'm on a little break right now, but going back in the spring, but we started writing a proposal for cannabis assisted, like counseling and therapy work. Um, It's in the very early stages, so it hasn't been completely approved yet, but we're um, pretty optimistic. We've also spoke with a few other universities um, that are out there. I know the University of Utah, Baylor, I believe it's Berkeley. There's several universities that are getting together and they're starting to do the research on cannabis assisted therapy work. Um, So again, we were talking earlier about all this research that's happening with psilocybin and MDMA and has beautiful promising results. And somehow, um, we've overlooked cannabis for this, you know, cannabis is beautiful in a lot of ways, medically, you know, you brought up terpenes earlier, um, and, and, you know, it helps with depression and anxiety and so many things, um, but it can also help with our mental health and, um, in a therapeutic setting. So, um, and the goal is to do some research. Um, we're trying to team with medicinal mindfulness. Uh, they are uh, putting together a lot of research. Um, I want to say research team, but like avenues, they're they're providing a lot of the research to the people that are doing research. They have a lot of patients there that go there for cannabis assisted therapy. They also have a ketamine clinic there as well. Uh, but just providing, you know. Um, questionnaires like the depression questionnaire anxiety questionnaire ptsd questionnaires to the clients and then them uh following them over time and then the research being distributed so it's pretty exciting that um, is exciting that's super exciting to
0: be i mean to be doing that i mean for you to be like a, a master's student you know going for your master's then to be conducting a research right i mean that's overall and then this is actually going to be like legit research this isn't just a oh let me do something for my school so i can get my credit right you know this is like actual research project that can actually be beneficial for the nation to be able to see hey look here's another research project that has been done screw you fda look what i'm showing you here are my numbers here are my doctor certifications showing you that we conducted these these studies correctly you know
1: which is so important and so needed right now you know um mm-hmm i'm having a hard time believing you know that it's not federally legal yet and that you know the fda can't <laughs> research it yet because right. it's not legal but you know you know back a long time ago a long time ago before cannabis died, you know outlawed and all of that um we used to cook with terpenes um we put it in our food and we were healthier granted there's a lot of um correlations to the bad health right now but but you could see a steady decline in the health once cannabis was made illegal and we quit using cannabis. And you had mentioned the endocannabinoid system earlier. We do have an endocannabinoid system and there are, it's all over our body and there's different receptors for different things. And so if the endocannabinoid system gets out of homeostasis, we become ill. We start to have issues like anxiety, depression, high (laughs) cholesterol, (laughs) all these different things that cause our body to be unwell. And then we've got big pharma that comes in and is going to fix that with, you know, these pills that have multiple side effects. (laughs) They're going to give us another pill to help that side effect. But we can't touch cannabis because, Mm. because, you know, so it's, it's illegal, it can't bring but them I, on, I, it can't bring them I and I believe it was made illegal on purpose for many reasons. Oh, absolutely. Um,
0: no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, it, it's Congress that they, they, they're trying to figure out how to, how can I get rich off of this? If I can't get rich off of it, I, it needs to be illegal. Right. The only reason pharmaceutical companies are in this doing it right because they pay their lobbyists to pay the politicians to vote for what needs to be voted for to allow these drugs in, in our country, right? You know, and they're the biggest freaking drug dealers, the politicians, dude. And they're telling me I can't smoke weed, right? I can't I can't consume a plant. A plant is what it look at it. You see it right there. I mean, look. Where's it at right there? It's a plant, mm-hmm. it's a leaf it's a leaf like outside if you go look at the trees it looks it's a leaf i mean come on guys like and this is one of the things i try i try to tell you guys about to go out there and advocate and and allow your voices to be heard right where you're at in your area whatever state you're in whatever country you're in the times now man i mean with the movements that have been happening especially in the u.s the movements that have been happening i mean the times now to allow your voices to be heard right i mean these politicians are going way too far dude and all it's going to take it's like i told my wife i said all it's going to take is one person with enough people that are tired of what's going on to have a revolution begin right they say screw this i'm going to the capital dude i'm done i'm done i'm done listening to these people try to tell me how to run my how to how to live in my country right because I mean, majority of veterans do—they've are—they're already set up to take over if they need to, if it comes down to it, right? They're they're already set up and ready to do it, you know. And this is one of the things is just that you guys have got to get allow your voices to be heard. I mean, with Brittany here now, she—I mean, she going to school for this man. She's going to school for cannabis. She going to school for psychedelics. She's she's doing. I mean, that's a passion. Like, I mean, this is a passion. Like, and she's going to make a career out of this. And this is just going. This is just a step. Forward to where she wants to be. Right. And that's one of the things, you know, because my wife asked me, she's like, Well, so what do you want to do? You hate working for the government. What do you want to do? I said, No idea. I have no idea. I said, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm still like, I don't know what I want to do in my life, dude. I have no idea what I want to do in my life. You know, I want to smoke weed. I want to smoke weed. That's what I want to do. But I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I, would it be cool to build houses maybe i don't know how to build a house but maybe it'd be cool to build a house you know be cool build cars yeah it'd be cool to build cars i don't know how but you know i'd be cool but something that you guys have got to find your passion about right that's one of the biggest things guys is that we struggle finding our passions when we struggle finding our passions things start to hurt things start to suffer right our relationships man i'm not just talking about spouses boyfriend girlfriends kids even our friendships dude our friendships suck we suck being friends we suck reaching out to each other and say hey how you doing today man i was thinking about you i was on the crapper i was thinking about you i thought i'd text you while sitting here not doing it not doing anything you know making sure you're doing okay right we suck dude we we, we, we are truly honest. I, i'm horrible about it i am absolutely horrible about it i won't reach out to somebody it'd be like a freaking nine months a year later but oh i better text this guy see how he's doing it's been a while i haven't heard from him you know I got a couple of people who reach into me on on, on a, you know like a weekly basis, once a week or something. They'll reach out to me and we'll talk for a little bit, but we suck. I mean, we suck at being friends, dude, and it's it, it's it's horrible, right? Because we all have our own lives. We get we, we're going to work. We're trying to freaking make sure our bills are paid, making sure we're able to eat, kids are able to eat. We got we have our own responsibilities that we are running in, like we run, right? We do our own responsibilities, and then we forget to have friends. Right? Because my wife always tells me, she's like you have no friends." I said, "I know." not a good friend i'm not not a good friend i'm not a good friend you know i don't know how to invite people over to have dinner with me you know she has all the friends i i i I guess i'm friends with their spouse because she's friends because it's their spouse i don't know you know but and it sucks you know i suck at it you know i suck at it and i could do better you know but i mean but it is it's one of those things right one of those mm, those psychological mental things right like you were talking about right We, we we've dug that groove in and we just stay in the groove, right? We try to get out and we get back in the groove, right? And like you said, the psychedelics are allowing to put that fresh powder of snow back down to be able to learn again, right? You're learning. You're learning and you're making your own path and you're trying to become a better person, you know? I guess I gotta start taking my psychedelics again and try to figure start, <laughs> you know, try well, and start. To- and
1: and for those who, and for those who you know don't want to jump straight to the psych straight to the psychedelics, you know, cannabis is a psychedelic. You know, people don't think of it as a classic psychedelic, but it is. And the beautiful thing about journeying with um, cannabis that I find too is um, there's a little bit more agency on it. So sometimes when you take some of the what they'd call bigger medicines, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. like psilocybin or ayahuasca or something like that, uh, sometimes you can find yourself, you know, just in, deep, deep in it and, and you get there with cannabis. But if you say you have to get up and use the restroom real quick, you can kind of pause your journey, get up, use the restroom, go lie back down return to it and like flow back into that state there's like just a tiny bit more agency there so um a lot of people find that a little more comforting to utilize cannabis for their journey work as like a beginning Mm -hmm. or to do in between you know the other plant medicines um i did want to touch on what you were just saying though too like in our lives and and finding passion and 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 the friends and how we suck at being friends and those kind of things um, while I was listening to you, I was reflecting on how life was in the military, and so I think this is probably a common struggle that a lot of us veterans share. In the military, you know, we had camaraderie and friends, and we mm. barbecues every weekend, right, and we'd right. spend Thanksgiving and Christmas with our friends, and and all those things. And and we were passionate about our job, and we were filled and you know, we poured our life into it and we we put our life on the line for our brother or sister and we that was our life, right? And you get out and um Western civilization is very individualistic. So, you know, we fall into our own lives where we're doing our own thing all by ourselves. And I think that's part of that feeling that's just kind of like that existential, you know, uh, you know, uh, so just, I think finding community and support and, um along the way and and i mean i don't know about in oklahoma you're here do we have like a really good veteran community that gets together sometimes and joins the
0: uh, has barbecue
1: and shoots the shit
0: they actually have a uh, i know they have a hike coming up the 22 22 something it's, 20, it's for 22 veterans a day it's coming up in october i signed up for it it's a 22 mile hike from uh, lake hefna to the va I signed up for it and I, I try and get my wife so i was like we got to start walking then she's like I, ain't, I can't walk 22 miles i said it's just the walk you just put one foot in front of the other you know she's like we gotta train for that i was like to walk i said okay i mean we can start walking and start i mean because it's like coming up in october so i mean it's like in two months it's like early october It's like the first weekend in october i think and I said, I got, I told her, I said, why don't you tell your sister and her and her boyfriend? And he, cause he's, he's real athletic. He's a runner. He's part of Red Coyote and all those crazy guys that just mm-hmm. run to run, you know? And they always ask me, I say, why don't you run? I said, I ran enough in the Marine Corps. I don't need to run anymore. I'm good. My, I, I like my knees and my back too much to be running, <laughs> you know? And I'm a fat dude. I'm, I'm a heavy guy. That's a lot of weight coming down on each foot every time I got to run, you know? And so I was like, we can walk. I mean, you know, I, I think, I think one of the the convention community i mean i think there's some areas here in oklahoma that are tight but then i think there's some that are you know I'd, it's like you said though i mean we don't have we don't have that camaraderie right when we were serving our country we had that camaraderie marine corps is real tight about camaraderie right even if we don't like your ass we still got you coming over for barbecues we still got you coming over for the holidays we still you know because you're my battle buddy dude if you die i die type thing you know and as we get out it's kind of like yeah you know. I don't want to see you after work, you know? <laughs> That's what I tell people. I don't want to see you after work, you know? They they have, like, Christmas parties and stuff like that. My wife said, like, why don't you go? I said, because I spend all day with them. I don't want to go freaking hang out with them at night, too. Like, I don't want that. But, like, if we're in the military, we would. We'd go out and we'd go freaking, we'd bullshit with them all day, and then we'd go out at night and bullshit with them some more, you know? But I, you know, it was a whole different mindset. The whole it was a whole different staple of how we did things, you know. And it it is hard, you know. And even even if we did have a good community here, I mean, I think it'd still be hard, right? Because we have different different roles and responsibilities now, right? We're not having to go to work. We're not working on heavy equipment. We're not working on jet engines. You know what I'm saying? We're not. We don't have that that commonality anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it it's tough. It's hard, but we do have to try to make an effort. Right. We have to try to make an effort to say, hey, how you doing, man? I've been thinking about you today. How's school going? How's, you know, how's your how, how's the baby? <laughs> how's the baby going? Right. You know, and and and, it, and it's a journey, right? It's a it's a it's a journey. And that's one of the biggest things that we have to learn is what is our journey going to be? Where is it going to go? How is it going to take us? Where do we want our journey to go? Right. I mean, we have we have chapters in our lives. You know, this is where I'm at today. This is what chapter I'm on today. You know, what chapter are you going to be on tomorrow? you know and being able to come here and talk about this and and do this i mean do these things here i mean with you i mean i know i know you you're doing November, so you that's coming up real quick you'll be will
1: will be walking that 22 miles with you in october that's for sure <laughs> i know
0: right <laughs> you won't be able to do that you're like uh, uh-uh. I, I ain't doing that you know <laughs> but i mean that that's one of the things so i, I plan on going just to get out there and just you know spread awareness and spread the word and just you know maybe maybe i can meet some new veterans you know meet some other brothers and sisters and try to try to build that camaraderie and build that environment together around each other right because like me november november 10th coming up quick you guys know what november 10th is right you guys already know what november 10th is right that's the that's the biggest holiday in the country november 10th and so (laughs) i gotta i gotta try to find a party to go to take the wife out out dancing or something you know we gotta go do something for that but that's one of the things, guys, is that we have got to learn how, how can I use plant-based medicine to help me with my normal everyday life, right? You know, like me, I'm super excited. Like I said, in the next 70, 70 plus days, dude, I'm going to be using cannabis like a, like I'm, like it's intended to be used, to be able to function, norm, norm, be normal, right, to be normal. To, to be able to function and go to work and focus and not be in pain and not dealing with the demons that are attacking me on a daily basis, you know? And, I, and I, I, I promise, like, a lot of things that I've dealt with that I've done is probably due to the fact that I haven't been able to consume, you know? And it's sad to say, but that's how I feel. You know, and so I'm hoping that once I be able to start consuming again, it will take me off the antidepressants. It will take me off the mood stabilizers because the terpenes and the flour itself will be able to help regulate my endocannabinoid system the way it needs to be regulated, you know. And so' I, I, that's, one, that's one of the, the the amazing things about this amazing plant guys like I mean if you guys don't believe me I mean do'm I'm, I'm telling you the research that I've read that I've seen Brittany will tell you she there's tons of research out there it's been done showing the medicinal benefits of this plant It's they've been done and she's she's looking at it and she's doing her own thing now.
1: Yeah. It seems like it should be a God given right to be able to utilize this medicine. It's the most versatile Mm -hmm. medicine on the planet. I believe, Um, you know, it it helps with a range of issues and it has been proven to, and that's why we've gotten it to where it is now. Like we have made a lot of progress with cannabis as medicine, but it's also lacking in so many ways. You know, I feel like in the state of Oklahoma, we call it, uh, you know, medical cannabis, but We have doctors that write a prescription for it and then they can't support people with it. You know, they don't know the endocannabinoid system or what terpenes work for what. And so we find, you know, patients going into dispensaries and just kind of, you know, asking, you know, the butt tender, hey, like, what do you recommend? And And they get something and it may induce something that they didn't need either. It sucks,
0: right? It's and it sucks for the butt tenders, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of some of them do know. Somebody some of them do know about the terpenes about what flower and stuff like that and it may be because they consumed it or you know they had a little bit of education and some people do
1: extra training for it yeah Mm -hmm. right
0: you know but a lot of these butt tenders are like i have no idea like i don't know you know and this is one of the things i try to tell people i say look at your lab report look at if you're going to a if you're going to dispensary they have to have lab reports on the flower that they're selling right and i'm know every state's different every testing's different right but look at the report and see what it says see what it's telling you does it what what kind of delta 9 does it have in it what kind of freaking what kind of cbd cbg what kind of terpenes is it carrying is it carrying any kind of freaking pesticides is it carrying anything in it that's going to affect my anxiety my depression whatever you know and read it, right? Learn how to read it, right? Every every lab report's different, right? I saw one lab report, I had a guest on my show from uh, Tejas Hemp, I had the owner of Tejas Hemp on my show, and he showed me a lab report in that in that ed, ed, video. If you guys haven't seen it, go check out Tejas Hemp. He got his lab report from California, and I was like, every lab report should look like that. Like it broke it down. It was color coordinated. It told you the moods that you should feel with this flower. It, it, it had every. I was like, that is a beautiful lab report. Like it was broken down where somebody that walks in off the street that has no idea how to use this could understand it. And be like, I want that feeling. I want to feel like that. It's gonna make me feel good and uplifted. And you know, it had told it said what terpenes were in it and everything. I was like, that's how every lab report should look. Every freaking lab report should look like that, you know. And that's one of the things, guys, that you have got to go ask for the lab report. If you want to try a flower, ask for a lab report. Can I see a lab report on this? I want to see what kind of what kind of terpenes it has in it, right? How many how many how many percentage of terpenes is it pulling? I need to know what kind of terpenes what kind of terpenes are in it and how much of it is in it, you know. And you'll get it one two percent terpenes or whatever, you know. Apparently two percent is really good. I don't know. I don't know how the percentages work, but they say two percent is really good if it's got two percent terpenes in it. I don't. Nope. So,
1: yeah, that's a big misconception that, like, just the high THC is what you want. And that's not necessarily yeah, no. the case. The so lower THC with, like, a good, equal, like, a good terpene profile is what's going to really do your body some good. And you're really going to have that um, entourage effect in, like, the healing. Right. So, if, if we could get the whole country on the same page, we could set up standards like you're talking about, you know, where it was a little more transparent. And, you know, I have a friend who works at a lab here and they have to test cannabis before they can, um, you know, break it down and into mm. distillate and whatnot. And some of the stuff they get in there too is just not quality, but we're able to sell it on the market because it's, you know, there's no, I guess like, it's legal, but it's not. But there's no, you know, it's just like it's like there's no standard. The Wild no West standard. right now. Yeah, it's the Wild West. Well, that's what they west.
0: said. That's what they said. Oklahoma is. They said Oklahoma is the Wild West and the medical cannabis right now. They said Oklahoma is the Wild freaking West right now. But it's crazy because I had not too long ago. If you guys saw Ryan Early from Blue Green Venture, I had him on the show, and so he does. He he own he owns the largest uh CBD manufacturer here in Oklahoma, and. He tests, he tests his product, right? He tests all his product. He said, it's crazy. He said, I do an in, in-house in test so I know where my number's are at. And then he does a third-party lab testing, right? And he says, so he does a third-party lab testing out of state, he comes back in and then he does a, a he gets it tested again in-state. And he said, in-state, there's no regulation on how they can test it. They can give you plus or minus, plus or minus 20% on flour. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, nah, it just depends on how much you pay him. I said are you fucking kidding me he said so if something's coming out telling you he's got 35 40 THC, he said if i got like 15 20. he said if that he said they, they got like a 20 percent range of that i said are you kidding me dude he's like no dude but he said there's no regulation on it right there's no law telling they can or can't do it and like you're saying we there has to be a set standard right there has to be a set standard across the board like this is how it has to be done right i mean like anything else alcohol if you look at all the alcohol that's out there all the beers wines liquors there's a set regulation that they have to meet you know and it, cannabis should have to be the same way There have to be set regulations that you have to meet you know and so that, that that's, that's just one of the things is just that understanding it right understanding how to use it and these poor blood tenders i mean a lot of them you'd be like i need this i'm like i don't even know dude i can't this has 40 percent thc in it though i'm like i don't care like you said i don't care about thc you guys believe you guys know you guys listening into my show you guys know how i've had that amazing high that cbd to thc ratio man if you can get you a good cbd flower and you can blend it with a good thc flower dude you getting that whole entourage effect like britney said that entourage effect dude that is like the perfect high dude that's like that's not a couch lock high that's not a you know that's the perfect i feel normal and nothing can mess with me right now hi like this is perfect you know and i i probably will never find it again but i mean it was a great high you know it was a really good high like you said Brittany's that that entourage effect you know and a lot of people are like what is that what is an entourage effect how do i you know what like i said guys start studying start doing some research start having an understanding as to how does this work where can i do this so, cool you know like they said they just said 38 states 38 out of 50 states have cannabis legalized whether it's medicinal or recreational 38 you know I mean 38 out of 50 guys I mean and I like I tell you guys if you live in a state and it's not legal why have you learned what it takes to put something on a petition go find out what it takes to put something on a petition gather more signatures create a Facebook group. There's veterans out there that want to smoke weed, guarantee it, and I guarantee they're in your state because I guarantee they're already consuming. Why? Because they know the medicinal benefits it provides for them. It may be illegal, but they're still consuming. And if you bring out, you start bringing out ballots for signatures or whatever the case may be, whatever it takes to put some on a ballot, I bet you you can get some signatures. You know?
1: Oklahoma can do it.
0: <laughs> right? A lot Everybody of people didn't believe it. it. A lot of people couldn't believe it. They're like, Oklahoma legalized cannabis. That's like the freaking Bible Belt. Yep, we did it, and they're about to put adult use on the ballot this November. You know, and so let's we'll see what. Well, yeah, <laughs> get out and vote, man. So, Brittany, we get we getting close to that end of the show. How do you want to leave our audience? How do you want to leave your brothers and sisters that had an opportunity to listen to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'd like to thank all of my brothers and sisters serving and past serving for all the sacrifices and the work and um, passion they've poured into this country. Um, thank everybody for listening and thank you, Juan, for having me on. I really love what you're doing and that you're raising awareness about this beautiful plant medicine. Um, like you said, it can be used to relax and chill and it can also be used to um, for treatment. And we can also use it to explore our consciousness and our mind and our healing. So, um, I am forever grateful to this plant. And, um, if anybody has questions, like feel reach, feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can reach out to me at info at white rabbit kind of like follow the white rabbit and, um, also visit white rabbit um, for more information, But um, definitely do what you feel called to do, but really do your research, really sit with yourself, ask yourself why you're going about the modalities that you're going about, whether it's cannabis or any plant medicine, making sure that you're doing it in a safe setting. I'm not condoning illegal use um, or unsafe use.
0: Um, Be very
1: careful about where you do it, how you choose to do it, who you're with, that it's done with intention. Um, It makes all the difference in the world. And really just, love yourself everybody you know you've done so much and been through so much and we can be so hard on ourselves and get so caught up in the rut of life and doing things and just stop to give yourself a hug you're all beautiful amazing souls you know you obviously are if you raised your hand to serve this country um you have a lot of love to give so give some of that to you and um i love you all i really do and again if you have any questions please reach out to me okay
0: great that's awesome man see this is man this is awesome this is what it's about guys this is what it's about is coming together and having knowing where your support's coming from right coming we're all veterans right we're all brothers and sisters man i mean this is one of the things that we're supposed to be doing is helping each other find our paths right we serve our we serve this wonderful country of ours and after we get out they just they they discard us right they discard us and say okay thanks for thanks for serving bye right and it's kind of like damn dude like there's no support after i get out but this is why i do this podcast right whether you guys listen or not turn it on in the background dude i gotta have background noise everywhere i'm at whatever i'm doing man i gotta have background noise you know my wife gets upset she's like why are the tv on oh it was quiet i needed you know i got seven kids and if it's quiet dude somebody some kids are getting some stuff they're not supposed to be getting into you know what i'm saying but i mean it's nice to have background noise even if you're working you just have it on right turn on the show listen in man you can get some great it you can be like dude i just wanted to hang out you know what i'm saying that's why i try to do the show right it's like we're hanging out the smoke pit after a long week right we're heading out the smoke pit everybody's getting the alcohol barbecue's getting ready to start up we're getting ready to cook and hang out and talk shit about sergeant g and all the shit he had me doing this week and you know what it's like guys you guys remember what it's like and you guys are what ncos you would be like damn sergeant g you were riding the asses this week they needed to do they needed it you know <laughs> I mean, that's what it's about guys it's just coming together and being able to do this man britney i appreciate you i appreciate this wonderful opportunity to be able to come out and hang out with me and enjoy this time and talk about your journey right and how this plant has been changing your life and has saved your life right and that's the biggest thing: is just understanding and knowing how how these things work, and sharing your story, right? I mean, I mean, because that's the only way the word's going to get out is if we share our stir, stories with everybody, right? This is why I got I got Gunny Gunny Est- Gunny least sharing his stories with with Born in a Bar, and write a book, Born in a Bar, all the stories, right? Because these stories don't need to die; we need to continue spreading our stories and how it saved our life, and how it's helping us, and how it's helping us learn how to become. How to get become this normal person right man like i said guys i want to give a huge shout out my sponsor Rafa 180 like i tell you guys every episode Rafa 180 provides the best medicinal grade cbd on the market go check them out man check out with them get 15 percent off your entire purchase when you check out the stone vet usmc if you're on your mobile device click those little three little lines on the right i got a thing that says the stone vet usmc if you go on your computer you'll see a little tab up there that says the stone vet go get some swag dude i got a cup here thermos it keeps my drinks cold I still got ice in this it's been in here for like two and a half hours three hours already I still got ice in it go get some shirts right I got multiple shirts I got multiple tank tops I got socks I got all kinds of stuff over there I ain't getting no sales dude you guys ain't buying nothing why holidays are getting ready to be here why not get you some cool swag right Go check that out, man. I appreciate it, Brett. Brittany. I appreciate you hanging out with me, enjoying this time together, being able just to hang out. And I gotta tell these that's what I tell my audience: this is my therapy session. I get to hang out with a brother or sister. We get to sit behind a microphone and just talk and bullshit and just let loose for a little bit, right before we have to jump back into life and realize, oh shit, I got a lot of kids. I gotta go take care of some shit, right? I gotta go start dinner. I gotta go do this. I gotta do that, right? Thank you, Brittany, so much, man. Hey, guys, like like she said, if you're gonna consume, consume responsibly. Make sure you're in the right headspace make sure you got the right people around that will support you consume responsibly enjoy it smoke a little bit extra for me 70 more 70 more days and i'll be right there with you i can't wait man remember guys i love you guys you guys are very much needed help like i said if you're on youtube hit that subscribe button if you on freaking iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Radio, leave me a five-star review. Let's get this thing moving. Let's get this thing moving out across the world. Let's hit more countries up, man. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us, man. Hopefully this was somewhat educational for you guys, man. Remember, here at the Stone Vet, we got your six. www.Rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. By my platoon, get trampled. If it ain't raining, we ain't training. Nothing changed by complaining. I adapt and overcome. I make the best out of situations. I stay alert for my enemies trying to do me some harm. I fight for your freedom of speech and your right to bear arms. When I say I got your six, that means I got your back. But what else would you expect coming from the stone deck?
1: One, two, three, four for my country. I go hardcore. Army, Navy. Navy.